Do you know how old Adam was when he died? Take a guess. Don't peek. Don't ask Google or Siri or Alexa. Just take a guess. And if you're not a studier in terms of a Bible student or theologian, this is a question for you to ponder about, okay? The oldest man in the Bible, according to the Bible, was Methuselah. And according to the Bible, Methuselah lived until he was 969 years old. So now you have a parameter of sort to help you inform your decision about Adam's age. Um, if he was the oldest, that means Adam died younger than him. So when did Adam die? Adam died, according to the Bible, when he was 930 years old. Let me double check just to make sure I told you the right thing. I did. Hi, friend. How are you? You might be wondering why I'm starting off that way. Today, we are back in our series on deception. And I want to establish a point and I need you to stick with me and to stick strong. What I'm about to share, some of you may consider radical or maybe just plain wrong. And for some of you, you might be like, ah, and some of you might say we need to pray for her. But stick with me, please. Whatever I'm going to be saying, I am going to be using scripture to back it up. It is not a doctrine. It is not something that affects our salvation. It is a thought. And it is a different way of thinking for us to arrive at, for me to arrive at a conclusion and I need you from the very beginning to agree with me, friend, for us to either agree or agree to disagree. Welcome to Life and Faith Chats. This is a podcast where we base our chats on the Bible, the number one best-selling book in the world. I am your host. My name is Joy. I am honored that you chose to stop by, and I am blessed that you're choosing to listen and to listen to the end. Let's get started on our episode for today. Come along and welcome. So what you may be wondering, what does Adam's age have to do with deception. I said that was the name of the series that I've started, and this is part two. If you haven't listened to part one, make sure that you go back and listen to that. Not now. And I think things will be able to connect and flow better for some of the points that I'm about to make, because I will be trying to dive deeper into things that I suggested or said during um, episode one. Okay, let me read to you, please. I'm reading from Genesis 5. This is the book of the generation of Adam. When God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. Male 
and female, he created them. Very important for a later episode in this series. And he blessed them and named them man when they were created. When Adam had lived 130 years, he fathered a son in his own likeness after his image and named him Seth. The days of Adam after he fathered Seth were 800 years and he had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days that Adam lived were 930 years and he died. Eve isn't mentioned, and during episode one, I talked about her, and we will be going back as we make this connection. We're going back to Eve because we are children of Eve. So that's when Adam died at 930 years. And now I have something else to read to you, and I want you to listen with your spiritual mind. Stick with me. Don't leave until the end, please. So now we're about to read from the New Testament and we're going to Second Peter. The New Testament was mostly written in Greek and a bit of Aramaic, which I've learned that's the language that Jesus spoke. I am reading from the King James Version. And then I'm going to read from a different translation. So 2 Peter 3, starting from verse 8. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years. I wanted that to soak in and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I'm about to read um, 2 Peter 3, 8 in a different translation. I'm going slow on purpose, because it is important to me that you stick with me so that you get the point that I'm trying to make. Now I'm reading 2 Peter 3, 8 from the um, Aramaic Bible in plain English. So this is 2 Peter 3, 8, and it reads like this, but you shall not disregard this one thing, beloved. One day, is to the Lord Jehovah as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. The Lord Jehovah does not delay his promises as people consider delay, but he is patient for your sakes. And because he is not willing that any person would perish, but that every person would come to conversion. Okay, I read those scriptures from Second Peter to establish the point that I'm getting to. And I wanted what I'm about to say to be in context, because if I had said this before, 
it could be misconstrued. So now I was about to paraphrase, but I'm going to read. So this is Genesis chapter 2, English Standard Version. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord commanded the man saying, you may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. In the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. How old was Adam when he died? He was 930 years old. What is the measurement system of the Bible, according to the Bible, for what God considers a day? The Bible told us that a thousand years is as one day. If you get that, that has huge implications, I think. So did Adam live to be a thousand years old? He did not. He died within the day. He was 930 years old. It is interesting that he got to 930, but not to a thousand. Because God said in the day, in the day, and the man who was recorded in the Bible as living the longest, Methuselah, 969. What does that have to do with deception? This is what I've been building to get to. Before I say what I'm about to say, let me make certain disclaimers. Let me, let me make it plain. I believe every word in the Bible. I believe that it is the inspired word of God. I believe it is the infallible word of God. I believe that we as humans, as believers, we make mistakes. We're human, so that goes without saying, but sometimes it's necessary to remind ourselves. I believe that there have been mistakes on our part, not the Bible, with how can I put it? With understanding the different concepts because we've lost, we, not the Bible, we've lost things in not having the language that explained what it was it's because we bring our own culture, our own bent, um, our own religion, which is exactly what Jesus kept trying to get to the people of his days and the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You have got all this head knowledge, but you all are mistaking a lot of things. You're just saying it like parrots, but you're missing the meaning. You're missing the substance. And I believe that that happens to us a lot now as the church. We project and we assume and we pigeonhole the Lord and we think it has to be this way. So what am I getting at? 
Do I believe that God has all power? Yes, he's God. Can he do anything? Yes, he's God. So here's my statement. I have come to evolve over the years where I believe that the world was created by God, period. That's not where I've evolved. Let me correct that. But I don't believe it was the literal seven earth days that I was taught. Before you say heresy and before you turn it off and before you explode, that is a thought. It's not thus says the Lord. I'm using scripture to interpret scripture. Is it possible that we projected because we didn't understand the significance of some things? Does that change the majesty, the authority, or the power of God? Heck no, not at all. Because if God had chosen to make the earth in one day, he could have. If you can agree with me to disagree and say, I believe it was seven days, Joy, that's okay. That's not what gets us into heaven. That doesn't make Jesus love us less or more. I'm fine with that. I'm just saying that's where I am. And I'm making a point for this particular episode during this series because I think it's important. I think it's important because there is an element of time that we are missing when we speak about Eve. And the reason why that's important is because if we understand the picture and make it a little bit bigger than the box that we've put God in and things that he has to do things the way we kind of understand him and forget that we have limitations with a lot of things in interpreting things that he said. Um, I'm trying to be very careful and deliberate because I believe the entire Bible. I do. I believe in the sovereignty and the power of God. I don't want you to get that twisted. I'm just saying that there's certain things that I believe that we, not the Bible, have kind of mixed up. So let's go back to Eve. I do not believe, if you listen to the rest of that verse where the Lord tells us that he understands that because he doesn't move according to our time in earth days, we assume that he's slow, that he doesn't know, that he's delayed because of our assumption and our limitation since we are finite beings. God is not constrained by time or our interpretation of a day. Now, what am I talking about? I do not believe that God created Eve and then the next day she sinned. I might be off by a day if I go by the literal earth seven days that we have ascribed to that passage, but I don't believe that. Please, please listen, my friend. Do I believe that God created, created Adam and Eve? Yes, but 
Here's what I am trying to share. Did he create them in our understanding of one earth day in Genesis 2? And then the very next day, here comes Satan and Eve sinned? That I now do not believe. I believe there is a time element that we are missing. I believe that Eve, this is where I'm getting to, had many, many years to dwell in perfection, time, and to experience the beauty, the glory, the holiness of God, to be fully experiencing the spiritual part of who she was, and to totally experience the physical part of her. No aging, no sickness, no disease, no blemishes. To experience total and full joy and to have total access face to face with the creator where he walked and talked with them and to have dominion equal dominion because he gave gave it to male and female to rule the garden. I believe there was time for her to enjoy that. There was time for her to establish a relationship with God. Do you see where I'm getting at? Now, here's the thing about time. And this apparently was something that was before for our fallen nature, because now we're talking about Eve. Do we, is it innate in us as humans where with time comes a familiarity where we take things for granted? Think about that. Think about anything that you've had new at some point in your life. A new toy when you were a child. Um, how it was just so precious and you kept it so close and so good. A new car, new relationship, um, honeymoon, new baby, first child. Do you know that afterwards, as humans, we all begin to take for granted things. Look at the excitement of a child when they first discover things. I mean, think about that. Jesus said we should be like children. If you show them a box, it's like, ah, it's a box. You show them a butterfly. That's just fascinating. I, I taught kindergarten at um, some point in my teaching career for, for several years. And, um, a couple of years to be exact. And oh wow, children who have not been scarred and just hurt and wounded because of the different things in this life, they are excited about life. And then we get older and then we lose the newness over familiarity. And then we complain about everything, you know, we go outside, it's a terrible day, it's, to this is to that. We take for granted because the goodness, the supplies, 
the, the, the blessings are abundant. And so we take for granted until we lose things. Like we don't get up every morning saying, hallelujah, I can walk, I can see, I can taste, I can talk. I have a soft, comfortable bed to lie in. I'm not in war. We, 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 we lose because of familiarity and because we assume that it is our God-given right. Do you understand what I'm trying to get at with time? Did Eve, because of time, the time factor, did she start to take for granted? I talked to God. This garden is mine. Um, I've got everything I need. Do I really need God? I am so close to God and he loves me so much that I can question what he says. Did Satan not lead her down the same, they say rabbit trail, I don't really know what that means, but did he not lead her down the same path of sin with deception about thinking, I am Lucifer. The Bible describes this created being as being beautiful and having a voice like an orchestra. It's in the Bible, by the way. It's in more detail. I'm not a music major to tell you how they talk about his pipes. Um, until he says that I can exalt myself above God. Did he lead Eve to the point of where she kept hanging out in front of this tree, thinking that she had been denied and to the point of where she was so blinded that she couldn't see all of her other blessings? Is that not us? Ow. And I think it took time. I, th I think it took over-familiarity, a loss of reverential respect for God. Um, pride, ungratefulness, and where you're just going through the motions. I think she lost the innocence of the majesty that God had given to her. I misspoke twice during the first episode. So you, if for nothing else, you need to go back so you can say, Joy, get it together. One, I said I was building a platform when I meant that I was laying a foundation. I am laying a foundation, y'all. This series is going to go on for a little bit and I'm going to get into some deep waters. Please stick with me because I want you to walk with me and kind of hold my hand because I'm going to be saying some very controversial things, um, but we need to say them. And um, and you need to come back to find out what they are. And, and then um, the other thing I said was, I said that the um, serpent said for her to know um, good from evil, but that's not what God said. He said to know good and 
evil. That was that tree. She had the choice to eat from the tree of life. And then this tree that he said to stay away from, God didn't want man to know evil. That That is, he, he didn't want us to know evil. That, that was not God's plan. He had a redemptive plan already for us. But God wanted us to have all of those things like he provides for us now, no matter what our condition is in life. All of the things we take for granted, um, all of the things. There's so many that we talk about counting our blessings. They're more than we can count. They're a lot. It's a worthwhile exercise to just call someone and just start naming some. Um, God wanted, apparently, as he does for us, I'm thinking as I'm doing this, and this, by the way, is the third attempt to get this done. I actually have videoed this three times because I wanted the message to be succinct, but put together where you can follow me and me it not being all over the place because it's important. Um, God wanted us to have all those toys and blessings and authority and dominion. He still does. That is in the New Testament that he has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. And that he has more in store for us that we can't even think or imagine. That's what Eve had. That 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 the death of Jesus has brought it back. He has redeemed us, brought us back to God, brought us back to this position. We have some hard things to walk through because of consequences. Because Eve chose to believe the word of the deceiver when he asked her. Did God really see? And acting on that, um, we die because he doesn't lie. And the day that they ate it, they started dying. And that day did not end. And they died because that day was a thousand years. They did not make it past that day. That's important. That's important. But going back to this, I, I, I really believe my friend, my distant DNA cousin, family member, I really believe that God's desire, which is backed up by scripture, is that God wants us to want him because he wants us. That's an intimacy that you pray for me, I pray for you. God wants us to want him. And that's where Eve made the choice to want her thing, her way, her word, her belief more than the creator who had made everything and giving her access to it all. When it came time for her to exercise her choice, 
God wanted her now to choose him and his word and trust him over this tempting of this serpent deception. And the reason why it's important for us to know is because over time, the element of time, we have become overly comfortable in our individual selves, in our beliefs, in our churches, and we question the authority of the word of God. Now, don't say you're questioning the seven days. Don't do that, because that's not my point. Because we can go there with seven days. The big part of the story is we have to spend that time that he's given us, no matter what the time is, to ask him to help our fallen, bent inclinations and flesh to choose to follow him, to choose to believe his love and good intentions toward us, to choose him over the deception of the enemy because he has not stopped and he's still trying to twist God's word every which way he can. And we have gotten overly relaxed and we've gone in all kinds of different tangents. We either gone all the way north, all the way, well, I guess north is up, all the way north, all the way south, all the way east, west, or all over the place where we believe the created things or the creatures or the word of some new whoever expert or whatever new revelation they've had over the eternal word of God. Deception. Do you know how many times in Genesis God talks about making male and female? And do you know one of the greatest crises right now is the identity crisis, the gender crisis? Interesting. We'll talk about that soon. Friend, series on deception. Laying a foundation for, I think, revelatory conversation that I had. I won't tell you with who just yet. Um, but something I think worth hearing because of the times that we live in and that I believe we're moving into. And that's why I'm doing this series, because I've called you friend, family, distant DNA relative. I think it's important. There is an element of time. We do tend to take things for granted. We get overly familiar. We forget easily. And we take the love of God for granted. The truth is, it's so perfect that we really don't know or appreciate it. May God give us a spirit and a heart that's bent and inclined to him more than to ourselves. Thank you. You made it to the end. Thank you. Thank you for sticking with me, for listening. Things to think about. I appreciate you. Come back now. Two weeks.
Peace.